program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You know the show. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. I guess all the respect that the New York Jets had, I guess they've lost a little bit of it. Uh, they did their best. Uh, I'm sure they uh, felt they gave their best. Perhaps maybe things didn't work out their way. But the New York Jets, uh, wow. Is there more bark than bite? Mm, I'm not going to say that. Uh, they're a pretty damn good football team. New York Jets have gone, you know, into the playoffs for the last couple of years. And I, and I expect that they're going to be a team that certainly next year, when you think about who possibly could uh, make it to the Super Bowl and possibly win it, you know, the Jets are going to be a part of that conversation. Uh, they've got a, a good football team, and, and they're going to make some, some adjustments, and, and hopefully those adjustments will get them a little bit further into the playoffs. And as far as they can go, it's one more game. And then it would just be a matter if they win or if they lose. But as I said, you're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I want to shout out to my man, Kelvin Fisher. Uh, Fish was going to join me today, but uh, there's, there's a chance that he may. Uh, there is a slight chance that he may, but he's actually uh, on the practice field now and um, having to take care of a, uh, a few issues as it relates to uh, scouting, of course, that uh, – at the college level and, and taking a look at some players. So uh, if we get a call from Fish, um, we'll take that call. But if, if we don't, of course, the, the show will go on. Good games this weekend. Uh, we, we, can't be, we can't be too upset with the way uh, they turned out. I mean, it was either, either you thought one team was going to win or you thought the other team was going to win. If you were a, a, a Jets fan and you thought the Jets were going to win, you're a little disappointed. And if you were a Steelers fan, and there, I know there is many, 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 there's Steelers fans all over the country. And they're quite happy today. They're pleased. Of course, their team is going back to the Super Bowl uh, to win another Super Bowl trophy. So they'll have, you know, two more than anybody else. Uh, but what can you say? The Pittsburgh Steelers, they are who, who we thought they were. They're a damn good football team. So the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, again, if you were a Jets fan, you're a little disappointed. Uh, but on the other hand, you got a chance to, to get as close as you did. I mean, you, you actually could root for your team. Those fans out there, you got a chance to root for your team, you know, longer than a lot of people had to, to root for their teams. 
other people out there were looking for bandwagons to jump on, me included. Who should I root for? The Philadelphia Eagles were out. The Browns were never in it from day one, really. So, I mean, I had to jump on somebody's bandwagon. And uh, the bandwagon I jumped on, the Steelers, you know, I, you know, AFC, I stayed with the AFC. And, you know, in that particular case, with, I stayed with uh, what I still consider, um, how should I say this? I, let, let me just say I respect the Steelers organization. You have to respect what they've done over the years. And they deserve to be there. I know a lot of people, you know, have their own perspective about, you know, why is it the bad guys always win? And the bad guy, of course, in this particular case, mm, Big Ben. I mean, there are a lot of people out there that are very upset. You know, I think people, of course, were more upset with Michael Vick and, you know, and his participation in the dog ring and the dog killing, let's say it as it as it happened. The dog killing. There were a lot of people that 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 seemed to have a, an opinion, a very strong opinion, in a very negative way as it related to Michael Vick and those dogs. Of course, Ben Roethlisberger. You know what Big Ben did? Come on, that that was uh, that was somewhat inhumane as well. Uh, you you know from what allegedly happened, you you just don't do those things with with young women. And, um, and and so Big Ben, there, there's a lot of questions he's going to have to answer. And there'll be, you know, people always ask the question, uh, is, is it a distraction? And, and for the Pittsburgh Steelers, it may be a, a distraction. But I think Ben has handled it as well as anybody who possibly could, uh, could handle that. So we're going to get into some of that um, a little bit later in the show because I, I, I want to end on that. Because at the end of the show, I want to know, you know, who you feel will win the game. And uh, I'll tell you who I think is going to win the game. And some of you think you know, but you don't always know. But I'll tell you, at this time, I, I got a guest on the line with me. I've really been looking forward to having this phone call because I'm excited anytime a young man gets an opportunity to fulfill his dream. That's one thing I like about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers said, I mean, he, he wasn't shy about this. This is what I dreamed of. I, I one day wish that I could wake up and go play in the Super Bowl. And, and he's going to get a chance to fulfill his dream. Well, college football players, uh, let's say it starts at Pee Wee, you know, Pop Warner, whatever you want to call it. You go to Pop Warner, you go to high school, junior high, you go to college, you know, and, and then you get that chance. And, and right now I'm going to speak with the young man that I think he's looking forward to his chance. Uh, certainly he's, he's done some things to earn the opportunity out of the uh, University of Nevada, and I hope I'm correct on that. And that's uh, uh, Dante Moach. Am I correct in, in the pronunciation of the last name, Dante? Uh, yes, Dante Moak it is. All right, how you doing, man? I'm good, I'm good. Just getting out, getting done with a nice little workout here in Velocity Sports. Yeah, and uh, I, I want you to tell us a little bit. First of all, again, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't read all these things that they say about you because they're pretty amazing. But, but most of the time when, when young men at the college level get a chance to fulfill their dreams, at the professional level, they do some pretty amazing things. So it, it shouldn't surprise people that you, you've done some amazing things. Uh, and am I mistaken? Are you, uh, did you participate in the uh, East-West game? Yes, I did. I did participate last week in the East-West Shrine game. It was a great experience, you know, just something that I had an opportunity to do, and I took advantage of it. Now, I, I apologize. I, I did not get a chance to catch that game. So why don't you just kind of bring us up to speed in terms of, like you said, your experience. Talk to us about the experience. First of all, the experience of getting that phone call that, hey, guess what? You're one of the players that have been selected to participate in the game. 
you know, getting that phone call and, and uh, hearing that I, I had a chance to participate in such such a such a such a feeling like the East West Shrine game, you know, it's just it's been around for eighty eighty odd years and that experience is once in a lifetime, you know, they they did a lot of for the community, the kids, you know, worldwide, nationwide, you know, they serviced their their one hundredth child just this year and just to go there and to to play a game with a bunch of other seniors that's there for the, with the same mindset and to give back to the kids and give them a good show. And we also got to go to the Shriners Hospital and, and interact with the kids. You know, there's a lot of kids out there that, that wish they could be putting the, the opportunity, but at the same time, you know, things things didn't work to, the, to their way. You know, just so it was great. It was a great environment just to go out there, period. And I like that game because it's one of those games that has a, a social mission kind of connected to it to, to give you an opportunity to interact with, with, with some people who, you know, as you saw, aren't, aren't as fortunate as, as you in terms of their oh, yeah. physical abilities. So, and, and that's a good start. You know, I think the NFL needs to do a little bit more of that to kind of get the guys acclimated with what their expectations are in terms of how they want to uphold their brand and, and the kind of people, the character individuals uh, that they're looking for. So so now that we got some of that character stuff out the way, which is, again, that's a good, solid foundation to start with. I know you've got a good background, but let me ask you about your experience in the practice. Now, again, what happens in college is when you're at a college and university, like U- University of Nevada or, or any school, I always throw in the Ohio State University. When you're at this, you know, you're playing with some of the best players in the country that have come out of high school. And now they're participating at the college level. You now were participating with some of the best players in the world that are about to go play pro football. So the competition there had to be a lot different than the competition you faced every day in practice. Talk a little bit about that and, and what it was like to go up against these, these very good football players, the best of the best, in practice every day. Oh yeah, you know it was a whole. It was a big. It was a big change up for me. You know, it's going from from college ball. You know, that was, everybody had the dream to come out of high school and play college ball, and they did that. They were there doing that. So throughout the years, that's what that's why I went against it. Then coming going to the East West Shrine game. You know, those are all the seniors that already had done the high school thing, done the college thing, and they're striding. They're trying to stride further and further with their career, and just go out there. Everything's a lot faster with them. Everybody's a lot hungry, a lot eager to go out there and set. And and let their presence be known. You know, it's just, it's a it's a whole different. It's a, it's a notch up, I would say, from the typical college ball because they're they're, they're guys that has experience up under their belt. Now, when you when you go there and you look at these players and you know that as the the NFL scouts were there every day and you're, you were being evaluated, you know, and, and perhaps maybe they may have been making a suggestion they might want to see you go against this person, go against that person. When you got there, in terms of if there was any surprise uh what was it that perhaps maybe when you got when you on your way there you were expecting one thing but once you got there it was even different than what you thought it would be yeah for for instance you know like i said everybody's out there trying to work hard so even a walkthrough isn't considered a walkthrough there because everybody's still trying to go fast pace because there is eyeballs looking at you they're moving their pens on their papers you know everybody's just eager to, to prove what they got you know prove their point when you when you got there, Dante, and and the first day you stepped out on the field, was was there anybody who you might have saw who 
uh, you know, in, in the uh, media guide, they might have had him listed at about, you know, 6'3", and you get there and you see he's 6'5", he's not 6'3", and, and they had him in the media guide as, you know, 275, and you know he's every bit of 300. Was there anybody who you looked at and took a double take at? Uh, there, was, there was a lot of guys that I took a double take at. There was a lot of bigger guys, you know, a lot of guys gain size and a lot of guys lose sizes. You know, that's just, that's just part of the sports because a lot of guys also had late bowl games or or ended the season ended the season early and, and had that time to work out and put that extra weight on. So, you know, coming in, a lot of guys maybe were listed a, a few pounds lighter or a few pounds heavier. So when I actually got to look at them up, up face-to-face, you know, it was, it was a lot different because not every everybody I seen, I, I got to see in person. I saw a lot of them on, like, television, watching their games or so on, so on, you know. Well, let me ask you, Dante, and we're going to have to take a break here in a couple minutes here. Um, the coaches, was the coaching different uh, with the coaches that uh, that were there uh, than what you received in, in college? Oh, yeah. Well, the, coach, the coaching there, you know, it was, it was, more, it was more hard on. It was like not saying that college in there is college. College is to build you for what you want to see and like where, where you picture is there. Everybody was there trying to push you and try to correct the things that, that you were doing already, but make them better. And of those coaches there, uh, who was your position coach? My coach was Coach Goss, and Antonio Goss. He's a, he's a great a great uh, linebacker coach, and you know he taught me a lot of things there, and, and just something that I I'm going to take take on take on throughout my career. Now you went there. The expectations going into the game, I'm sure you went expecting to you know hopefully you would play a great game, come out no injuries, no nobody get nicked, you didn't get nicked. Uh, what do you feel about your performance? You know my performance for me personally. You know I came out a little rusty, but I I had a great a great second half. You know did things that a lot of people wanted to see, and I just wanted to show up and show them that I could do it. Well, I'll tell you what, Dante. We're gonna we're gonna finish on the other side. I'm gonna hold on to you for a few minutes because I got a couple more questions I want to ask you. There may be somebody out there who would like to call and and speak with Dante. Of course, you can reach us at eight 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 three four six nine one four four. I'm Ray Ellis. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And I have Dante Moach with me from the University of Nevada, who will soon one day be dressed in one of them NFL uniforms. We'll be right back after this message. Oh, yeah. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. 
You already get the general sports headlines and discussion on TV and radio. Tune in to The Blueprint with Randall Gatewood. Yeah, we'll cover all the general big name stuff too, but we go beyond the typical sports radio show to bring you the details you don't get anywhere else. We'll talk about the inspirational stories and the little known successes. If you want creativity, The Blueprint is the place to be. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. We're back. You're listening to Railroad Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. I want to shout out to my folks out there at All Pro Sports and Entertainment. Uh, they do a lot of good things for he- us here at Voice America Sports. We appreciate uh, the various talent, uh, the people that they work with, and they do an excellent job. And, uh, of course, right now I'm speaking with, uh, of course, uh, Dante Moach and uh, Dante from the University of Nevada playing uh, outside linebacker out there. Dante, let me ask you something. That, that all-star game of which you played in, um, was there a focus on one particular position as you go into the draft? What are you anticipating the pros looking at you in terms of taking a, a position on the field? Uh, the position that they want me at is, is linebacker, as a true outside linebacker. I played uh, defensive end at University of Nevada, and, and you know, that's, that was a position that I had to dominate, and that's what I did. You know, we were a, three, uh, three, a hybrid 3-4 defense, and transitioning to a, a solid linebacker for the East West Shrine game. That's what everybody wanted to see. So that's what I'm trying to do. So uh, and at 3-4, you're going to be standing up, right? Oh, the 3-4, I did. I stood up and I, I had my hand down also, yes. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you one thing about it. I, I've been watching a, a young linebacker in the NFL, and, and, and he runs a little bit at 3-4 every now and then. And I, I could swear that if you just you know, change the uniform – uh, the hair is a little bit longer, but I played with Clay Matthews' dad. And okay. I, I, I am telling you, Clay Matthews is different. It's no doubt about it. When they talk about a chip off the old block, he is a chip. He's probably a chunk off the old block because his dad played just the way he played it. I played with some very, very, very good outside linebackers back in the day before your time. But I, I'm telling you, that position right there is uh, Lawrence Taylor just changed the position. So if oh, yeah. I were if I were to give you some information, I would tell you to go get all the film I could of Lawrence Taylor and watch the way he played it. Clay Matthews, watch it. Jerry Robinson. I mean, there, there's just some great outside linebackers out there. And um, I guess we're going to have another one, you know, uh, coming into the league. So uh, coming into the league, uh, let's before we get to the league play, let, let's look at let's look back at your time at the University uh, of, of Nevada. And, and let's talk about that, your playing experience there. Um, you know, you come in as a freshman. Walk us through that process and, and take us up to uh, up to today. Uh, come in to Nevada as a freshman. You know, I actually I came in as a, str- a strong safety and. You know, as a as a time transition, I was asked to play linebacker. I dropped down linebacker, and that's, at the time we played three four, and I was doing that. And then we processed my that was my sophomore year. And then during there, we transferred transferred from a three four to a four three, and I dropped, I put my hand on the ground, and and from there on out, I just started to become who I am today. 
Well, I can tell you from from my perspective of playing those different positions too. You know, I, I played an outside linebacker at one time in high school. You know, I played cornerback in college, and I played strong safety. And each one of those positions that you played, I mean, obviously, the physicality of it is something that you had to master. But there are also some quickness in there of what you have to have. And, and each time you go from, I always say from back, and I always look at free safety back, and you start coming forward, you put yourself in, adva- in an advantage position in terms of your quickness and your agility. So as you start coming closer to the line of scrimmage, you really were at an advantage. And, and, I, and I, I don't even want to get into this, but I'm going to ask you to get into it because like I talk about some of these things that are unbelievable. Now, these 40 times that are out here on you, I mean, I know, I know some people who you, know, you couldn't pay them to pay attention to a 40 time because to them, a 40 time has nothing to do with playing football. Yeah. You know, but 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 still, when, when there's one out there that's impressive, we need to just, you know, put it out there and, and hear it straight from the horse's mouth. So if if you will, and I don't mean to, you know, I mean, no pun intended in that thing, but but from the man's mouth, your best 40 time. My best 40 time was originally clocked for from the NFL scouts on our on our pro day was a 408 and the slowest was a 43. Uh, okay, okay, time out, time out. There was a little static when you said that. <laughs> I'm, and, I'm, and I just say that because I know that's what everybody else thinks out there. There was a little static when this man said. Now, at the time when you ran that 4.08 and and the next time you came back it was a 4 what? Uh, they asked me to run it immediately after. No rest, no no break in between. I went right back to the line and I ran a four one eight, and then they asked me to run it one more time and I went right back to the line and ran again. And I ran a four two three, and that was all simultaneous from back to back to back. Now, so so everybody can just picture this now. Come come on, help us help us out a little bit now, Dante. You, you are six one. I'm six one and a half. Yes. And and you weigh how much? At two forty-five. Now, at the time, what were you weighing? When were you were you playing safety at that uh, time, or playing linebacker at that no, time? I was playing defensive end when they came in tying me at that. I was weigh, I clocked I weighed in that day at at exactly at two thirty-nine, and that's what that's when it happened. Two thirty-nine. I'm I'm just gonna go on record and say there's never been another man that I've heard of at two hundred thirty-nine pounds. I don't care how tall he is or or what. He, he's two hundred thirty-nine pounds. Have not. You know, broke that four two four one thing. So that I, I think there's very few people who have broken that four one four. I'm four even four two. So obviously the the speed and the quickness is going to get you there. I mean that, and and then you're going to pass the eye test anyway because, like you said, you're almost six two. And linebackers today, at least for me, it appears that they're getting shorter as opposed to the taller, the taller linebackers, uh, they have kind of gotten away from that. So that outside position that you're playing, I mean, coming around that end, and, and you got that pad level, and you can keep those pads, and I'm sure you can, you work on those pad levels, am I correct? Oh, yes. That was, <clears throat> that was the main focus on throughout my career. That's what got me the sack records and uh, and the stats that I got. You know, that's the pad level is the main key, and, that, and the power underneath it, you know, that's the main focus on when you're engaging in a, against a 300-something pounder every day. Now, is it uh, that pad level and that leverage? How, how important is that for you to get up under the, you know, up under the pads and get that leverage? And, and, and where's your strength at and all that stuff? Uh, it's, it's very important to get up under the pads. You know, the key is the lowest padded wins, you know, on the, on the line, initial line of scrimmage. Because well, if, if you're going against a guy that's twice your size and you have to get more power and more speed up on, underneath them, and once you have that, you, could, you can control them. 
Well, man, I, I think that 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 certainly lets people know that you've done some study, you've done your research, you know what it takes. Uh, you know, uh, you've you've done it, you've shown it. Uh, when they look at tape with you, on you, uh, when you sit down with these scouts that have looked at tape, uh, what are some of the questions that they ask you based upon what they've seen on tape? They they ask me the same questions you asked me that that you asked me. You know, is it is it true? Is it is it? Can you do this? consistently is this what you do and i'm like if you watch film that's what that's what you'll get uh sitting down with a sitting down with a scout now it's i mean i've done it obviously you haven't had to change you're just starting to get in this um in this space where you, where you actually sit down with people and and the nfl is probably the first time i'm gonna assume this that you sit down and you actually want something from somebody as opposed to somebody wanting something from you you know, as as an athlete, as a celebrated athlete like you've been, schools and universities have sat down in front of you, and they've always wanted you to come to their university. They always had something to offer you. Now you're sitting in front of a man who's a scout, and to be quite honest, you want something from him as opposed to him wanting something, from you. and you want him to draft you. You want to be on on his football team. You want to play pro football. Now that the tables have been somewhat turned, and you sit there. How was that feeling sitting talking to an NFL scout who possibly could have your job in his hands? What was your approach to that, and what was the preparation for for dealing with that? And it isn't over with yet. Oh yeah, you know um, that 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 type of feeling. That's that's something that that many 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 don't get the chance for. And you know that opportunity it, it, when it presented itself. You know it was a rush for me. It was something that I I felt like I had to prove. It was a it was like one of those job in, like a, going into a job interview, and you had to prove to them that that you're qualified, you're ready for them. Then the first thing I say, you know, the stats don't lie, and film doesn't lie. You know, that's that's your that's your resume. That's your that's your review right there. Now, stats don't lie, film doesn't lie. You you played in the whack. Yeah, I'm from the Big Ten, so I'm I'm catching hell all the time. Everybody talks about SEC and, and, and how great of a conference it is. Uh, how do you feel about the participation in your conference and the competition that you played against in terms of it preparing you for the next level? Oh yeah, you know I we I played against many different schools. You know throughout my career, I played against Nebraska, Notre Dame, Cal. Boise, you know, many, many big, big time names at the same time, you know, the caliber of the game, it may speed up a little bit or at the same time, you know, it may just be hype. You don't never know until you get out there and show it. You sound like somebody that's, that's been waiting for this day and this, and this day is, is almost here. Tell us a little bit about what's going on down there. I believe you said you're in, in Naples, Florida. And, and listen, it looks like you've been spoiled your, your whole life. You were born and raised in Arizona. You went to school in, in, in Nevada. And now you're hanging out down in Florida to get ready uh, to play pro football. But still, tell us a little bit about uh, what's taking place now that you have left the All-Star game and now you're in, in, in Naples. Um, now, since the since the All Star Game, you know, I've been out here in Naples, Naples, training at Velocity Sports and Performance. You know, just with a with a few other guys and trying to get right and stay focused on what what, what we're striving for. Now, you, you've been there. Um, talk to us a little bit about school. Is are, are you how you complete? Have you completed your degree? Are you going to go back? Uh, what, what's your plans in that area? I uh, I graduate in May. I have a couple of online courses to finish right now with a criminal a criminal justice degree. Well, I want to congratulate you on that and make sure that you stay focused on that. Um, we mentioned a little bit about you were born and raised in Arizona. I understand that you attended, uh, uh, you know, a great high school here in terms of education and their football program uh, at Hamilton. 
I believe there's a young man who's going to be playing uh, in the Super Bowl that uh, went to Hamilton, if I'm not correct, and, and maybe same position you play. Am I correct or incorrect? Uh, yeah, you're correct. And that person might be? Uh, well, most of them may know it. You, you could go ahead and uh, put the name out there. <laughs> Is that Terrell Suggs? Oh, yes, Terrell Suggs, Big Body Suggs. And, and, and Terrell has been, at times, his hand's been up and his hand's been down. Is that right? Yes, he has. Yeah, now you, you watch Terrell play. Uh, does that, you know, give you inspiration in terms of, man, I, I like the way he plays. I like to play like that. Or uh, oh, yeah. was he an incentive for you, you know, coming up out of Hamilton? Oh, yeah, coming in at Hamilton, you know, that was the first thing. First thing, uh, Coach John Wren, which is now at ASU, he, when going through the process, you know, he's like, hey, you could, you could do this. This is what Terrell Suggs did, and this is how he did it. And, and, you know, I mimic him a little bit throughout the high school and college career. You know, I, I strided myself to, to go and take his, take his goals that he set forth, his stats and throughout high school and college, and try to, and try to go after it. And that's, and that's just something that I can see myself at. I see myself as a hybrid Terrell Suggs, you know. It's just, it's just exactly how, it, how it's been. Throughout college, we played the same. I played my hand down and up at times. In high school, I had, I had my hand down just like him, you know. Well, I, I think it's important. I'm one of those guys. That I really think it's important at some point in time in our lives that if we reach uh, some success in, in a particular area of sports and there was somebody of which that was an inspiration to us when we were younger that gave us something to shoot for, that we acknowledge that. And I think that was extremely humble of you to say that, you know, and to give him credit because he inspired you to, to do great oh, yeah. things, you know. Oh, yeah, he's a, he's a great athlete. He's a great person overall, you know. Even when the times that he came back to our high school and to teach teach the D line simple moves, or just to even come and talk to him, you know, I took I took those things serious. You know, I took those to the heart. You know, I he's a type of he's a type of role model that I looked up to grow, growing up throughout high school and college, and I I like to mimic and to understand exactly how he he plays the game and he he plays the game with like he should play the game. With a lot of passion. And I tell you what, you yeah, sound like a man that's very passionate. We, we got to take a break. I'm passionate about what I do. And I get a chance to talk to great football players like yourself, great people. So I want you to hang on, Dante, because we're going to come back and we're going to start talking about this. I think it's a game coming up pretty soon. So we'll <laughs> oh, talk yeah. about that on the other side of break. You listen to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. He's one of the boys now. Dante Moach from University of Nevada is with us. And soon... We'll have on one of them NFL uniforms. Come on back after the break. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. 
despise her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Get ready for a show that's going to take it to the next level of sports talk. Get ready for Sean Salisbury, unfiltered. He's got 12 years of broadcast experience as an analyst for ESPN Sports Center and NFL Live. And he has 10 years experience as a player with the Seahawks, Colts, Vikings, and Chargers, as well as the Winnipeg Blue Bombers of the CFL. You'll hear the truth and not the sidelines. Sean Salisbury, unfiltered. Is not for the faint of heart. Tune in every weekday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Coast to Coast Mixtape.com. Yeah, you hear that music, you know the show. You listen to Real Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And he won the boys now, so he's my man. I, I got my man Dante Moach on the show with me, and I'm, I'm glad to have him. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, he will be joining us shortly. If he's not already joining us, uh, Chris Hayes will be joining us. Chris, are you there? Yes. Hey, Chris, how you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing good. Just loving life out in California. Oh, well, that's good, man. That's good. You know, and, and Chris has a show down there that he does uh, in California. Chris, what's the name of your show? My name, the show is uh, Throwback Thursdays. It's on uh, KCSS 91.9 out in the Central Valley in California. Okay, and I'm working on Chris because I need Chris here at Voice America Sports. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> so we're going to be working. Hey, Chris, uh, we just wanted to uh, share the microphone with, with you and also uh, uh, now my good friend, Dante Moch. Uh, linebacker uh, out of uh, University of Nevada, uh, expectations that he will be wearing one of these uniforms on Sunday, uh, getting ready for a big game uh, like this one that's coming up, uh, the Super Bowl. So say hello to each other, gentlemen. Hey, 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 man, how's it going? <laughs> All right, hey, listen. How you doing, Doctor? <laughs> I'm good, I'm good. There you go. So listen, so I'm going to go ahead and take control of this a little bit, and, and, and I'm going to start off with you a little bit there, Chris, before we uh, get Dante, because Dante going to have to kind of, he's going to have to very carefully choose his choice of words, because <laughs> he might be playing for one of these teams next year. So, uh, but, but Chris, you know, going into this game, man, you and I talked uh, a couple weeks ago, if not last week, I've been hitting my head a few times, so I forget about it. I, I mean, you go into the game, you got, uh, you know, Green Bay, you know, going in, playing the Bears in Chicago, Green Bay just starts out, I mean, lights out. You know, the game was like, wow, can you believe what's happening? Oh, when you look at the Green Bay and the Chicago game, first of all, who did you have? And did the game play out the way you thought it would? Well, going into it, I definitely, uh, I, went, I went with the Packers. You know, I just there was something about them that I just, you know, they, they showed that intensity that I liked in a football team. And going into it, starting off, I didn't think it was going to be like that. You know, you see the score like that and you see uh, – Green Bay started with the drive like that that they started off with. 
I was shocked because, you know, I thought the, uh, the Chicago defense was going to bring it a little more. But, you know, going into it, it was uh, they, they started to come back a little. But Green Bay ended up you know, just taking care of business. And, you know, I just like the way they played. So going into it, I guess Green Bay was a better team. Well, uh, Green Bay did start off hot. I mean, I think they jumped up like 14 nothing. But even though it was only like 14 nothing, it appeared uh, that the game was over with, you know, because they, they held on to the ball. They seemed to be able to do whatever they wanted to do. And, and particularly, uh, Aaron Rodgers looked extremely sharp. He's been looking sharp throughout the playoffs. Uh, but, but this man just played lights out. And, and, and I, I, like you, when I looked at the Bears' defense, particularly when they were playing cover two, I thought they would make some adjustments. I mean, we all watching TV – uh, thought that, wow, the Bears need to make some changes. And I think that's what I was a little disappointed in because I, I picked the Bears. I was a little disappointed early on that defensively that the Bears didn't adjust uh, in order to stop and, and kind of cool him off a little bit, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that's what I, I would have thought too. You know, of course, you know, you, you see what he's doing. You thought they would have made some adjustments, like you said. But evidently, you know, with those adjustments that they made, the, the Green Bay Packers made some adjustments too. And, you know, uh, Excuse me, Aaron Rodgers. He just, you know, he made the right choices, and evidently it was the right things that he did, and ended up winning the game for him. Now, I'm I'm going to ask, uh, you know, a question here, and and I'm going to get your opinion on this too, Dante. But first, I, I want to ask Chris this question. You know, we see the game. Uh, nobody sees when Jay Cutler gets hurt, but obviously the young man does get hurt. Uh, and it, the, the the I don't know if it's the backlash, but let me just say that the uproar from all the people out there is is it a little bit over the top or or what's your opinion as to his approach to dealing with the injury that he sustained uh in the game well you know you never know exactly how bad it is because you know a lot of us could say you know i play ball as well and uh you could look at it and say you know if i was in that situation in that kind of game i would have went out there and played and i would have got it out but you never know exactly the extent of it um, so I'm not going to get on him, and I'm not going to be too hard on him about that because it ended up do, being a, a grade two tear. And, you know, you hear a lot of the quarterbacks saying, you know, it is kind of hard coming back and trying to get into the with that. So at that, in that, uh, for, in that uh, perspective, I can't give him too much blame. But the thing I would have liked to see from him with him being on the bench, I would have been in the, um, I would have been in the, the quarterback's ear, Haney. I would have been telling him all kinds of things, all kinds of little information, the things I've seen on, you know, on the field instead of just, you know, just being on the bench, just like, you know, not even saying nothing, not giving no advice. I would have just, you know, kind of get, been in the old quarterback here and just told him some things that I'm seeing on the field and just been a little more active than just sitting down and not really saying too much. Now, now Dante, I'm, I'm going to address this question to you because I, I can say I'm from a, a different generation of, of ball players than you are, and, uh, and Chris is a little uh, closer, although he didn't play at the professional level. But still, uh, when athletes today are taking the field, you know, uh, I think it was probably it was probably the slogan of my generation of football, and and we and it was this: no pain, no gain. So just because you, I always say, you know, everybody gets hurt. If if somebody steps on your foot on the football field, that hurts. But an injury is something different. You're playing in, you know. Perhaps maybe a game that would put you in a position to win a national championship at your level, or, or or the reality is this was a game that would have you know propelled his team to the Super Bowl. When you look at a quarterback who's the leader of the football team, and his approach is to take himself well, no, to I, I guess he really adhered to what the coach said. You're coming out, and he's, he's okay. He came out. 
did you did you expect him? To, although you didn't see that game because I know you were on on a flight, but when you heard about it, did you expect Jay Cutler would probably go back in? They would have to carry him off the field, as as, as prime time said. Or do you think, listen, man, if he's injured, you know, come on out, let somebody else play. Oh yeah, if he's hurt, you know, you got to stay in. You got to keep going on a big game like that. But at the same time, you never know how how bad the injury is. So if he's hurt, if he if it's something that that you can't fix, you know, you have to take him out. But you have to still contribute to your team at the same time. Have that next person in there, but stay in his ear, like Chris said. You know, you just got to keep harping on it and just tell him show show their weaknesses or tell him exactly how what happened to you and how how to go forth. And and I, I and I agree with that part of it. I, I certainly agree with the guys. I I believe that there is another um, you know intangible thing that you could bring to the table. You could add some emotion to it. Uh, you could you know so you could support this kid to let him know this is the biggest game in it. And everybody on this football team's our entire lives. And you now, who are a third team quarterback, is the person that's in charge of taking us to the promised land of football, which is the Super Bowl. Uh, from when I watch the game, I'm gonna, I really don't understand what the uproar is about because I, I really don't think, with the exception of that interception at the end of the game that was thrown, I don't think the young man could have played a better football game. Now, now, Chris, when you saw that game, I mean, this, this was a third-team quarterback. If you would have walked into the living room and sat down and nobody told you that the third-team quarterback was playing, do you think he played that bad? Honestly, I tell you what, I I uh, had to go somewhere, so I I I missed a little of it, and I come back in. Shame on you! <laughs> I know, I I know that, but I could I tell you what, I come back in, I start watching the game, I was like, whoa, you know, for a minute, you know, this kid looked like he could be a, start, a starting quarterback in the league. Oh. Just the, the couple of play, the, the throws he was throwing, and just the way he was handling the huddle, he he looked like a veteran in there. So for a minute, I was like, hey. You know, I wish my team, the 49ers, might have to look into signing this guy because he's looking pretty sharp out there. There is no doubt in my mind, and I'm going to throw this over to Dante. See, that, that, you know, you talk about a, a job interview. And, and possibly, unexpectedly, that man was prepared for his job interview because, you know, he may be, he's certainly some trade bait, and that's not what Lovey put him out there for. You know, and I, I'm going to say this because nobody, I've not heard anybody give Lovey any credit because, the coach pulled out his second-team quarterback to put in a third-team quarterback. Now, was it desperation? Some people might say it's desperation, but I haven't, I haven't even heard people say that. I haven't heard people give him any credit for the fact that he went to his third-team quarterback, which means he said, I don't care what, we're going to try anything and everything to try to win this football game. Now, now Dante, here, here was somebody like you doing now. You, you're at your job interview. And, and, and you did the best you can. And here's this young man who's playing in the NFC Championship game. And he has his job interview. And he plays, uh, balls out, you know, does a damn good job. And could possibly end up, you know, with another team next year uh, because of a trade. So uh, I'm glad you understood that, that you, that was a, an extended job interview for you. And you could possibly, you know, end up on, on one of those teams. It happened to me. I got drafted to a Super Bowl team. Uh, and I was like, wow, why are they drafting me? You know, they just went to the Super Bowl, although they didn't win, but they drafted me. So, so let me ask you something. When you saw those four teams, Dante, play, uh, did you think about, man, I'd like to play for one of those four teams? I know you like to play for anybody in the NFL, but do you have a favorite team or were one of those four teams playing on Sunday one of your favorites? Oh, yeah, to be honest, you know, I just I, I watch the game. I have just I have love for the game, you know, and just just be honored to be, have the opportunity to play with any one of them. You know, they're all great teams, and, and they're just to, to have the opportunity to play with them and contribute to that team, you know, it'll be great. 
And uh, you know what? You sound like you're in the interview right now because that was a damn good answer. <laughs> because that's exactly what it is. You know, you, you don't care what team you play for. You want to play pro football. And shame on the team that does not pick you, does not draft you. Uh, because, you know, of course, they'll have to play against you. And, uh, you know, that's, that's some of the – I remember, I think it was Peyton Manning. Uh, I think Peyton Manning told the, new, uh, the Indianapolis coach that, you know, you better draft him because if you don't, I'm going to make you pay for it, you know, for, you know, yep. 10, 15, 20 years, you know. So, uh, you know, to be a little brass going into there, to show a little confidence going into there, uh, probably wouldn't hurt at all. But uh, certainly to play for one of those four teams, you know the tradition of the Pittsburgh Steelers. We know the tradition of the Green Bay Packers. But even knowing that tradition, Chris, uh, Brett Favre only has one Super Bowl ring. Here it is that Aaron Rodgers has got – there's another monkey on his back. And he's got yep. a chance to get that one off, and that is to go into the Super Bowl and win. And then Brett Favre won't have a whole lot on him, except all those records for being sacked. I won't go into the other things. But, <laughs> I mean, he'll have one ring just like Brett Favre. Yeah, and that, that's going to play a big role. Because, you know, I go back and I look at it again with, you know, of course, I'm a, I follow the 49ers and with the Joe Montana and Steve Young situation. You know, a lot of the critics were on Steve Young's back because he couldn't get the Super Bowl ring. Oh, they yeah. Were, they were so used to what Joe Montana was bringing. And when, you know, when the Niners finally did win that Super Bowl uh, in 94, you know, you could see Jerry Rice pretending, or, or I think it was Gary Plummer, pretending to take that monkey off Steve Young's back. So That's right. There's going to be a lot of pressure out there for Aaron Rodgers. But, you know, I, he's, he's young, and I just see so much I see so much in him to be, you know, that next great quarterback. And I think when time comes with the Super Bowl, we'll see what he's going to do. And I, I feel that he has the potential to, to lead his team to a Super Bowl victory. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to find that out. I, I already know who you got, Chris. I, I, I might as well just <laughs> put that out there. But i tell you what, I don't know who Dante thinks is going to win. So I got some music in my ear. That means I got to take a break. We got this last segment, the shortest, but probably the best. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Finney's Living Like It Matters. I'll be right back after this break. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports every monday tune in after the weekend games for locker room views with arturo freeman it's a sports show that'll keep you talking we'll go inside the minds and lives of world-class athletes and hear about their views opinions and life experiences about the world of sports your host former nfl great arturo freeman present an action packed out every single week arturo freeman locker room views is live every monday at 9 a.m pacific time 12 noon eastern time on the voice america sports channel Get the inside scoop on the Georgia Bulldogs. Tune in to Keelan Johnson on College Football Game Day on the radio and every day on KeelanJohnson.com. On Keelan's Keeping It Real Radio, you can talk to Keelan and his former teammates about the Bulldogs, college football, and all things sports. Keelan's the go-to analyst for Bulldog football on pre- and post-game television on KeelanJohnson.com. And now, every week on the Voice America Sports Channel, tune in every college game day for Keelan Johnson, Keeping It Real Radio, Saturdays at 11 a.m. Eastern and 8 a.m. Pacific. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
Oh yeah, we got that music Send me back to my days Y'all know I got that purple and gold heart Omega Sci-Fi root to all the brothers out there in the house But uh, you listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network This is about football And I'm in Phoenix living like it matters So uh, we went to break and, and, and of course, you know Chris just showed his whole card. I want you. I hope you people were listening because you know Chris really is 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 a as a closet Green Bay Packer fan because he's really a 49ers fan at heart. But but he didn't jump on a bandwagon. But that's okay because he jumped on a, a good bandwagon. But you know, with this game coming up, you know, Chris, I'm I'm just going to ask you to to give me you know your perspective as to why you 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 feel very confident and I believe you do. Uh, that the Green Bay Packers are going to win this Super Bowl. You know, I'll tell you what. I'm The reason I'll, I'll be honest with you, the reason that I want them to win is because I don't want Pittsburgh to have another have another Super Bowl ring because I'll just have two more than the Niners. And that's just me being a <laughs> Niners fan, but me being a sports fan, you know, you look you look at Pittsburgh and they're that team that, that's definitely been there. You know, they got the quarterback that's been there and they got a defensive that's been there. So I'm kind of skeptical going with Green, Green Bay, but I'm going to stick with them because I know it's just – it's going to be a great matchup. You know, we've got two great defenses, and you've got two great offenses. But where I look at it is I just feel that, you know, defensive-wise, you know, I just see Green Bay having a little more of an advantage, and they're just going to bring it. So I just see them taking over. And for some reason, Aaron Rodgers, being that young quarterback, you know, I'm sure the bright lights are going to get him in the beginning, but I just feel he has that composure and that potential to just to lead his team in this big game. And I feel that, you know, with those, with those things, uh, in the vision, I think they'll be able to take the win in a Super Bowl. So, uh, so you, you, you count on Aaron Rodgers, and I think there's no doubt about it. You got to count on your quarterback if you're going to win a Super Bowl. That quarterback has he, he certainly can't lose the game, and, and he doesn't always have to like carry the team on his back. But if they need him, if it's a four-minute drive or a two-minute drive and they need him, and I don't even like to say that word drive, I think those of out there, you know, you know me in the drive, I'm a, you know, <laughs> I got a little fear of the drive in John Elway. But anyway, if it has to come down on the shoulders of your quarterback, you're feeling good, even though he's young. And, and remember, now you're saying he's young. He and Ben have to be around the same age. But Ben's got his third Super Bowl appearance coming up. And, and, and so you like – Aaron Rodgers better than you like Ben Roethlisberger in, in, in this particular case? Or is it because you're such a fan? And if, if that is the case, let's put that aside and honestly tell me, in that situation, a four-minute, two-minute situation, game on the line, who you think would do a better job, Ben or Aaron? That's you for know, you, Chris. That's for you. Okay, okay. You know what? You, the way you put it, you know, you say put it, put it aside – um, you know what, honestly, just being uh, a fan of the football, I'll, I, you know, I probably have to go with Ben Roethlisberger, just, you know, going off what I've seen. And I'm not trying to flip-flop between quarterbacks, but when you put it in a perspective of it like that, I'll definitely have to probably go with Roethlisberger because I can't take nothing away from him that he's uh, a Super Bowl champion. And, and, and just, you're, you're right about that. And, and if, I, if I might remind you, the last time Ben was in the Super Bowl, it was on his shoulders, and he did have to deliver that receiver yeah. now plays with the Jets, but that's okay. San Antonio Holmes ain't, uh-huh. is not there, but he's got some other receivers that I think could, could help him deliver uh, when they're on the receiving side of a pass that he's throwing. So uh, just thinking about it like that, and I want to let you finish your point, but that's why I, I, I like Ben. Yeah, and I, I totally agree. You know, you look at drives like that. I mean, you could say Aaron Rodgers, you, if you want to say he's, he's put together a few game-winning drives, of course, but when you put it in the magnitude of a Super Bowl, now that's that's a whole nother story. Now that's you know it should be set aside with game winning drives in regular season and then postseason in Super Bowl. And when you could put together 
a game-winning drive like he has, and the way you said like he worked together with Santana Holmes on that last, on that one drive, you know, you got to give it to Ben in that situation. The fact that you know he's been there and he's done that. So when you give it to me like that, I'll definitely go with Ben Roethlisberger. Dante, okay, man, you know, we got a whole lot of folks out here in Arizona. This might be a soft spot, but I'm going to give it to you because, see, I, I know the last time that Ben won a Super Bowl championship, oh, it was at the expense of the Arizona Cardinals. And, <laughs> and there's a lot of people, probably your friends, your family members, who, who, who will never forget that game. I can tell you uh, it was one of the greatest football games I ever saw. I mean, there was a lot of spectacular moments in that game just before halftime, the interception return for a touchdown, and, of course, uh, the pass at the end of the game. But, but one thing that Ben has shown, Ben has been there, he's done that. I want to ask you, it, this game of which you've never played in this, this type of game before, it, it's the Super Bowl. And, and, and just the, the magnitude of the game itself, it, it could be overwhelming for some people. I'm curious as to you, uh, to ask you this question, have you been in a game where, you know, it's a, it's a big game? And explain to people the difference, you know, in playing in, in, in a big game and the emotions of a big game where there's something online, a championship or something, as opposed to just a regular season game and there's another week of which, okay, we can pick it up next week. This is the, this is the big game. Talk about the emotions and how different they are when you play in a big game. You know, the emotions of playing, playing a, a bit different game, you know, there's, you get way more emotional playing in the big game, you know, because everything's in point on you. You know, everything's on your back. Everybody wants you to succeed. Everybody wants you to bring home something, to bring that championship home with you, you know. They want you to come back with a W. You know, if they, if you, if you lose, that's, that's not in the question. You don't want, that's not even a thought. That's not even in your thought process, you know, because there's, all things gonna break loose if, they, if, it, if you come home with that L. And just to have, have that, those two things on your back, you know, the whole time, that's, it makes you it makes it even more, you know. Just me right now talking about playing in a big game is giving me chills because of the fact that I've been placing the opportunity in the collegiate level when we played Boise State to bring home a WAC championship to our school that hasn't had it in five years. Something that, that opportunity presents itself is something that that a lot of people will go through, and you you want to succeed in that because if you don't succeed, there's a there's a there's consequences basically to pay. And and I can tell you that, you know, the emotions of that game, not only the player, but, but the fans. I mean, you, you see some people at football games, uh, you would not believe these are corporate CEOs. You're like, wait, hold on. that That's a, a corporate CEO of a Fortune 500 company? And he's acting like he just lost his mind? This is a football game. <laughs> but, 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 but it's more than just a football game. And there's so much more uh, that is actually riding on this game emotionally. So... Dante, and I'm not, I don't really want to put you on the spot, but I have to put you on the spot. Uh, it, you know, the Super Bowl is a game where even if you have your favorite team and your favorite team is not there, you kind of root for one team or another. You know, everybody wants to see a great football game, but as a football player and somebody who grew up loving football, hoping to play in this game one day, you know, a couple weeks away from perhaps maybe being drafted at the highest level or drafted, period, doesn't make a difference. Just get that seat to the dance. Who are you picking this weekend? Uh, to be honest, my, my, my pick, you know, being a sports fan and an athlete, you know, I'm, of course, looking for, for a great hard-nosed game, you know. At the same time, 
you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm a big fan. I'm just in it to uh, see, see who comes out on top. I'm not gonna let you go like that, man. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I, I can't let you go like that. You gotta pick somebody. Come on, you gotta pick somebody. Right, if I had to pick somebody, you know, I'll have to go with the Steelers, you know, because it, it'll be a, a, it'll just be something that that needs to happen. That they have the, they have the mindset and the, and the will to do it. And that, and that would give, if I'm not mistaken, Hamilton High School. How many Super Bowls? Terrell's got two. Anybody else got a Super Bowl ring from Hamilton? Oh no! So, so that give Hamilton two Super Bowl rings here in the, in in his, in his last you know five years, which is it's just outstanding. It just tells you something about that program, Dante. Before we go, man, there's a lot of people out there. Hopefully, that you told them they were listening to the show. Just you know, it's very seldom that you get a platform where the whole world can listen to you because that's a good thing that you don't get it all the time because. They'd all know your business, but right now, uh, and that could be a good thing if you got a great business. You got a great business. You're a good person, man. You're a great football player. But I'm sure there's some people in your life that's been very special, and you might just want to give them a shout out right now. Oh yeah, you know I want to give a shout out to my my grandmother first of all. You know, without her I wouldn't be here. And my, and you know I want to give a shout out to my uncle, my aunt, my mother, my brothers, my sisters. You know, without them and my friends, I wouldn't become to who I am today. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, that. Uh that comment that you made to your family and that shout out to them. And I know they will continue to support you and, and love you as, as their son, their brother, their friend, regardless if you play football or not, because you've done a fine job with your life so far. So we wish you luck. Listen, don't blow up, man, and not come back. So I got to have you back sometime soon. And Chris, I'm going to remember what you said. So I'm probably going to have you on the show next week or the week after to make you live up to that pick. Because I'm going with, I'm going with the, Oh, I'm sorry. I think we have a show next week, and, and I hear some music, so I can't tell you who I'm going with, <laughs> but you listen to <laughs> no, Rail no, no, of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm not going to answer that. I'll answer that next week. Hey, thanks, guys. I really appreciate thank it. You. Dante no Moach and, of course, you. my man, Chris Hayes, who's got his show down there in California, but he can be heard all over the world, too. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix Living Like It Matters, and I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Okay. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.